Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Everybody, welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're doing a lot of unenslaving, but we need your help. So please distribute these shows far and wide. Ladies and gentlemen, we are really up against it, as you know. Uh, we've got Daniel Holdings on. We're going to get to him in just a second. We're going to unpack all that's going on and why. I think this week is going to be an historical week in American history. We'll see what Daniel has to say on this, but I need to let you know, first of all, that we are brought to you by MPS, My Patriot Supply, the very best in storable food. And if you're looking to store still, you don't have a lot of time in our estimation. And the experts I talk to say the ability to store food could be gone as early as the beginning of next year. So don't let this get in your way. Right now, MPS has a four-week special, $100 off. That's nearly 40%. And if you're accumulating storable food, this is the cheapest way to do it because you get $100 off for each four-week increments. A great deal. Restaurant-quality food, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you're not a member of our TV show audience, you're missing out on a lot. Go to the commonsenseshow.tv, sign up, and you'll say, wow, there's some pretty good stuff going on here. There is, and there's good stuff going on here, too. On the radio end of things, we have Daniel Holdings with us. Daniel was a co-participant with me at the Steve Quayle Conference, Brace for Final Impact, and we are bracing, and we're going to talk about that right here on the show. Daniel, thanks for joining us, my friend. Um, you know, as, as much as we are mired in this work, I doubt that you had any inkling it was going to get to this level because I know I didn't well Dave by the way thank you it's always good to be with you it's good to be with your audience I I I kind of thought it was going to get to this level in fact Dave it's going to get worse than this is if you uh, recall what I said at the final uh, warning uh, conference that we were in is I said that Biden would win the election and that the Democrats would win the day and that uh, they would in fact begin to institute their agenda as if they already have it. Audience, that's not because I wanted him to win. That's what I believe the Lord told me that was going to happen. We have, we've had lots of people saying that Trump was going to win, Trump, Trump was going to win. Uh, and, and sure enough, uh, they, they stole the election. Uh, and at least currently it looks like uh, he will be the, the next president. However, that would mean that we didn't have anything to talk about today because there is all kinds of stuff going on that says that uh, this fixed election will be contested. Now, Dave, uh, you know, I hate to be a, uh, a Tuesday morning damper, but uh, it doesn't matter who prevails. I mean, it really doesn't because what we what we will get to after uh, all of the court cases settle is civil war and so let me let me just frame that 
correctly. It's one of the things I wrote in Midnight Strikes. Um, Steve and I talked about it. Uh, Steve Quill and I talked about it in Infinitum. Uh, it, it when I say it doesn't matter, obviously it matters. Uh, you know, I have I'm a conservative, and I have uh, a biblical worldview, and uh, the Democrat platform just doesn't fit with that. But there are many things in the Republican platform that I don't agree with either. However, the point is that one party would be better than the other, and it's not the Democrats. Uh, but when I say it doesn't matter who wins, because either side will be disgruntled enough to kick off war in the streets. If the Democrats and the lying mainstream media get their way, we will uh, we will be under the auspice of uh, Joe Biden for a couple of weeks before he dies, and then Camilla Harris, Marxist Camilla Harris, will take over. Uh, and then everything that they want to do will be uh, pushed through, and we'll talk about what that entails, I suppose, in just a little bit. But the point is, if uh, Trump uh, is, is successful and prevails, they are not going to stand by. If they, if they were rioting in the streets, uh, the Soros-backed uh, uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa people, and as well as the Marxist-backed people, uh, they are going to go ballistic. So this is this is a no-win situation. However, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't stand up for the republic. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't take a stand. Uh, but the point is that this you, you mentioned that you believe that this will be a uh, a week of history uh, for America, and it certainly will. Uh, but I dare say that I don't think it's uh, a history that we will want to look back on fondly. We have to do what we have to do because the law is the law. Uh, and it, no matter how they try to usurp the law, uh, it, the law needs to be um, uh, protected. Because if not, then it's chaos and it's lawlessness. Uh, but nonetheless, I think you are right. This week will be historical, but it will also be a turning point. And uh, I dare say that it, uh, it is the entrance into the end of the age. Oh, I was so hoping we could kick the end days down to a later generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. But... I don't. I everything that we're seeing, Dave. It's not. It's just not. It's not just Trump. See, we get so caught up in. Uh, we get so caught up in the the day to day news, and you have lots of contacts, and you're reaching out, and I do the same, and you know the people that we know do the same thing, and we are engrossed uh, in the in the moment, in the and that's that's not to say this is not a very serious time. But in the background, you know how a, a, a magician, when he does a trick, it's a sleight of hand thing. You're watching his left hand when his right hand's doing something or vice versa. And I, I can't help but get the feeling, well, all of this, and I'm going to use this word. I don't mean it lightly. Well, all this distraction is going on with the election, who's going to be next president and that kind of thing. Uh, the, the globalists, the elites, the powers that be – 
are doing something in their right hand that that we're not really watching. For instance, um, you know, they, they just rolled out in the UK the first COVID vaccinations. Um, and there's this little uh, so. It, OK, so let's let's talk about that for a second. The, the COVID vaccinations. I don't know about you, but I'm not taking it. <laughs> it's just no, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I don't need to be fertile anymore, but I don't want the other stuff that goes with it too. <laughs> you know, uh, there's there's stuff in that uh, in that vaccination that that we we don't we don't want. It will change your DNA, and uh, I don't think it is the mark of the beast. I think it's probably. A, precursor to the mark of the beast mm -hmm. of the system however it's not something that i want to participate in for a, a, a sickness that you know 99.9 people survive so why are we taking this right because it's something else there's something else going on here and that's my point this sleight of hand uh so there's this whole push that's going on the world is centered on the election, what are the Americans going to do? You know, we, our Americans ourselves, we're centered on the election, what's going to happen? And at the same time, they are shoving this uh, vaccination down our throat. And, and I don't think that COVID is um, the real culprit here. I think that uh, COVID uh, was a primer for society about what comes next. And there's a couple of reasons that I say that. You heard this, uh, you probably saw this article about uh, this mystery disease that, that has popped up in uh, India again, killed a bunch of people. Uh, I believe it's hemorrhagic in nature. Uh, they don't know what it is. Um, now, let's suppose, for the, because I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Let's suppose, for the sake of discussion, that COVID was to get the people's mindset in a certain way, and then they release, because I believe, as I wrote in Midnight Strikes, that COVID was uh, a bioweapon. Let's, let's assume, for the sake of discussion, that a worse bioweapon lays in the wings, and when they get the people doing what they want to do, they release this weapon, and this weapon is far deadlier than, than COVID could ever be. The, the, the problem is, that we we have to deal with uh, the Deagle report, <laughs> and you know the Deagle report well. Uh, there is if COVID is not killed off, uh, I don't know, some crazy number, um, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's uh, ninety percent of the United States will be decimated. I think from whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, 200 million of us. Yeah. So according to the government's own data, that's what Deagle does, audience, in case you didn't know. Uh, Deagle uh, just uh, comprises it. It uh, gathers information and it disperses it uh, as statistics on their website. That information they get from government sources. So the government's own sources are telling us that 90% of our population will be dead by 2025. COVID can't do that. What do they have in mind, Dave? Is it war? Is it something else? I don't know. But what we're fixated, and don't get me wrong, the election's important. The, st the stand for liberty is important. But again, this is the magic trick. This is the uh, showing you their left hand when they're doing something with their right hand. 
you know, people are so looking forward, Dave, to the beginning of the year and, uh, and for a change, for something new, for a better year. Not only will it be more of the same, I think it will be much worse because we are at, audience, the end of the age. What you are seeing is biblical, biblical. And as a consequence, you cannot separate, and you always hear me talking about this, you cannot separate the supernatural from the natural. You cannot separate the truth of the Bible from a regular word. You could roll your eyes and say, oh, no, it's this Christian thing again, blah, blah, blah. If, if you were uh, intellectually honest and you looked at what's going on, this is biblical. What is going on across the world is biblical. They're talking about COVID. If you don't have a COVID pass, if you don't get the vaccination, that you will not be able to buy yeah. or sell. That's that's been... that's, that's pretty um, um, <laughs> mark of the beast stuff, don't you think? That is exactly mark of the beast stuff in yeah. Revelation 13, I think it says. Uh, so, folks, you know, we need to change how we think. We need to pay attention to the things that... Uh, that are going on in the uh, in our immediate world, uh, the country, the election, but we need to have a longer view of things because something about uh, well, I don't know how long ago was it that Obama got in the office? Two thousand eight. Two thousand. I think that something changed back then, and uh, something broke in the supernatural, and we are looking at uh, a. A world that is far different than that that you and I grew up in. Uh, it is uh, it is the end of the age, and people just need to embrace that. Not not just accept it, but embrace that for what it is. Because by embracing it, it will help us to change our mindsets, and we will be able to deal with the things that we're we're seeing. And trust me, Hans, if you thought this whole election fiasco was uh, crazy. Just pucker up, because I think 2021 is going to be nuts. Yeah, I've said 2020 is the setup for 2021's tyranny. Well, it's only tyranny is only part of it. Uh, you know, we're we're going to start seeing some crazy stuff, Dave. And you know, we can get into that uh, a little later. But um, uh, anyway, you know, let's let's talk about the election. I mean. What is your your take? I know what we hope. I know what we hope. But I see, I learned a long time ago. I don't live my life based upon hoping about what I I hope is going to happen, that I want to happen. Uh, that's not to say I don't have hope in you know Yeshua. That's not to say that uh, you know I, I I don't hope for a better future. Of course I do. But what I try to do in my writing and my life. Uh, is to look at the facts. I want to see truth, and then I want to uh, uh, evaluate the things that are going on in order to ascertain what is really happening, not based upon my emotion, but based upon the facts. So I know we all hope that uh, Trump is successful, at least your audience does, um, and, and I do for that matter, but what do you see happening next? Um, there's so many forks in the road, I don't think I can lay a linear path, but I'll say this. 
I believe that if Kavanaugh is not totally, and I'm talking about Justice Kavanaugh, is not totally compromised because he was an architect of the Patriot Act 1 and 2, uh, which makes him deep state, if that doesn't come into play, I believe the Supreme Court's going to take this information. They're going to say this election probably should be declared null and void. And what they'll end up doing is referring it to the House. Now, if it goes to the House for a vote, Trump will win. He'll win hands down because it's one state, one vote. The Republican legislatures will predominate. Now, I don't think it'll ever get that far. The deep state, the Democrats, the CHICOMs, all these allies together, including the UN, will not allow Trump to be declared a victor. And that would be a victory march. They will start a civil war followed by a war of engagement. And the war of engagement theater could be anywhere. We could have the CHICOMs crossing our border because they're on both north and south. They could attack Taiwan. It's hard to say how it'll manifest in terms of the war, but I think we'll see Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the other terrorist groups that have been held in abeyance. They'll come out maybe hundredfold of what they did last summer and paralyze this country and turn it into 1992 Bosnia. And then, like I said, I think the war will commence shortly after that. Trump will not be allowed to gain a foothold against the globalists. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, but I, I would add to that that it won't only be the United States or Taiwan. It will be the United States and Taiwan. Probably. It will be World War Three And Japan. And Japan. Well, uh, probably the Arctic. <laughs> uh-huh. You're going to see it pop off all over. It is a war to end all wars. And again, I try to assimilate information so that uh, I can I can see what's coming. Um, at the end of all that, okay, here's some more biblical craziness, right? At the end of all of that, the man of peace comes on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible calls the Antichrist. Jared Kushner. So we, well, I mean, could, could very well be. <laughs> no, no, be, I, I mean, I, I'm I, being facetious, but it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I, I, you know, I, uh, one of the things that Steve and I did was kind of a, a fun thought exercise in Midnight Strikes when we were talking. We, we were kicking around, um, you know, the candidates for the Antichrist. And make no mistake, he's old enough to be on the scene right now. Uh, and it could be Jared Kirshner. I mean, <laughs> I know he was one of the candidates. Uh, uh, he lives in, you know, 666, uh, that's his address, uh, something, something. But I don't know. I mean, that would be an easy guess. I, I suppose uh, what I really think is that it's probably somebody we don't know. It's probably somebody we haven't seen. It'll be somebody out of left field. As far as I know, Jared Kushner is straight. Uh, he's married uh, to <laughs> Ivanka. So uh, the man of peace, uh, the Antichrist, will be, according to the Bible, it's not me, according to the Bible, it says he doesn't like women. He'll be gay. Uh, and he'll be a man of lawlessness. They, he will have a reputation for being sinful, uh, lawless, and and um, sticking his face in in the uh, sticking his finger in the eye of of um, the law. So uh, I don't think we've seen that person yet, uh, but but we will, and we will shortly, because I don't think that third world war will last very long. I don't think it can. There won't be anything left. Uh, there would be so much devastation so quickly uh, 
uh, he will step in and 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 uh, come up with a good solution to to put a stop for it. But on the way there, audience, we are seeing the um, the the bestial mechanism build up. You see, as I mentioned with COVID, the elimination of your ability to buy and sell. You'll see all the the FEMA camps come alive, as you've reported. You know, in the wings. Uh, for so many years, they're just sitting there. Uh, you're going to see, you know, a violence uh, with neighbor upon neighbor. It's not going to be like uh, World War, excuse me, Civil War One. It will be Civil War 2.0. And, uh, you know, Civil War One was geographical for the most part. It's not going to be that way here. It's going to be uh, within your own neighborhoods. Uh, so, uh, we are headed for some very, very serious times. But again, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't stand up for liberty and and uh, uh, try to, to 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 make sure that the law is followed. But I I agree with you. I don't think they will ever let uh, Trump uh, win uh, because it would be uh, poking their own eye. It would be. Uh, them saying that they've lost and they're not about to. Um, in fact, I'm very concerned uh, that in in this time leading up to the um, uh, the uh, 14th, which is the day that the votes have to be certified, I'm I'm very concerned that Trump might be eliminated altogether. And there have been reports of attempts on his life. I think there's been no there's no greater time of peril for him than right now. I agree. I totally agree. And uh, he says he's coming out with something big on Thursday. And uh, I've talked to people who are in the know who are not talking. So there is something at work, and that's in, in preview. Well, it's, it comes before the um, certification vote for the uh, electoral college, <laughs> and I'm beginning to think that may not happen. Uh, but I do agree with you. Uh, the Democrats desperately need the 14th to happen in the Electoral College. And if Trump has an effective block, I think they'll try to move on him. Yeah, yeah I think so. And, uh, you know, the thing about um, he said yesterday, he said these three days uh, within the next three days, they've made their case within the next three days. There's big changes. And yesterday it was reported that there are huge troop movements in the continental United States. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, we've seen some some strange things going on in the uh, Mediterranean with Iran and stuff. This is not that. I think what you're seeing now is the setup for what is coming. And you know better than I all of the, um, I, you know, the, the removing of the head of the Pentagon and and the different things that Trump has done since the election. Um, I don't wonder, Dave, if I mean, and here's the other here's the other issue that people have openly said that he should declare martial law and go after the bad guys. Well, I'm I'm too young to remember. I was born in the 60s, but I'm too young to remember uh, the early 60s. I was born to remember uh, I, I was born too too late to remember McCarthyism. Right. But my concern, if he goes after all those bad guys, that it turns into that. It turns into a witch hunt and we flip it over again. Uh, I, you know, I've told you as well as other people that I know openly that I am not necessarily a Trump fan. 
the guy came up from real estate and gambling to the sharkest things that sharkiest businesses around. I think that Trump is out for Trump and it benefits us that he is standing for liberty. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't have any, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Preconceived ideas that he is uh, fighting solely for us, right? He's fighting for Trump, and whenever Trump uh, wants something, he'll, he'll go after it. This is my concern. On the flip side of all of this, if he does do what people are saying that he they want him to do, martial on the rest and go after the bad guys, what will we get then? Uh, and that is very disconcerting to me. Um, you know, it was, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on your show, uh, but uh, it was Hamilton that, that said that when we got to the, and I'm paraphrasing, when we got to the point in America where there were only two great parties and there was this chasm between us, uh, he feared for that day, that it was, it was a bad day uh, because of, it would be most uh, egregious to the republic, that it would, it would damage the republic beyond repair. And again, I'm paraphrasing and adding in there. And Washington, in his farewell address, pretty much said the same thing. So here we are. We have these two great parties. No third party, no fourth choice. It's either either or. And I believe that the deep state – see, here's my, my take on all of this. I believe that the deep state has infiltrated both sides of the aisle. I agree. And you don't – I always say this. You don't get to play in that sandbox unless you're part of the club. Trump did not just happen to become president. He didn't just happen to. He, you know, there are plenty. There's plenty of information, plenty of pictures, plenty of uh, contacts with him being uh, rubbing elbows with with all the the people that we don't like, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Kissingers, the whatever. I mean, he knows them, uh, and he knew them. He's known them for a long time. So. This is my concern. Is this a setup? Is is this the pendulum of discontent? Does Donald Trump and again, I'd like some of the things he's doing. If I have to choose somebody, I will choose Republicans, right? Because I don't want anything to do with the Democratic platform. Uh, but the point is that does it take somebody as polarizing as Donald Trump to get this mentality in the um, American mind that uh, will paint a huge line of division between us and kick off a civil war. See, that's what I mean. I think it's a setup. I think we are there. Uh, so I don't, again, I don't, I, I don't think it matters who wins, right? I think that they have plans, and th those plans are a civil war one way or the other um, but I will tell you this that this next week is going to be very very interesting I agree um, there's another variable on this and, and, and I've written about this uh, a day or two ago <coughs> excuse me I um, I'm concerned about the soy boys that predominate in our society and, and I'm concerned that we don't have many real men to stand up. And when the president declares the Insurrection Act, 
People think they can sit back on their duff and, well, the loyal military will just do their job. The loyal military is going to need the armed support of males who are tough and strong and want to reclaim the republic. Because if they don't, our neighborhoods are going to be overrun by BLM, Antifa, MS-13, ISIS, and all the other terrorists that are here. We're all going to be in for a fight, and people don't know this. And I'm concerned because when you look at the lockdowns, Daniel, it's not the men who are standing up. Have you noticed this? Je no, so, a few, but mostly it's the women. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's a very good point. Again, I, that's what I mean about the long plan. The long. Uh, this is this is a a plan in the making for decades, if not a couple hundred years. What they intend to do, I, first of all, I, there was a, I have a friend, Augusto Perez, uh, and he had a dream one time, or a vision, um, where he was sitting around a table, and uh, he was just kind of an observer here, and there was all these really, really smart and powerful people, and there was this document sitting there in the middle, it was their plan, right, and he... Uh, he said he couldn't read the document, but he heard them talk, and he didn't really understand what they were talking about. But the whole point was, if there was something that came up uh, to block one part of their plan, they had an alternative. And if something blocked that, they had an alternative for that. They had more alternatives than you could have uh, stops. So the, the point is that I think that is exactly what is going on here. I think that regardless of uh, what we do, and again, audience, it doesn't mean that I'm saying sit on your butts and do nothing. Regardless of what we do, though, they have a plan for every occasion. And the, the point is that when, uh, when they started this, we were way behind the eight ball. We didn't understand that they had the death of our republic in their sights 60 years ago, before I was born. Uh, so they weren't gonna they they they, they weren't going to um, wait for us. They they have been implementing that plan little by little, and what we are seeing now, Dave, is the end game. I know, but here's what I found. These people are not infallible. And if you put on the armor of God, we can stand up to them. We can defeat them. The Holy Spirit never leaves those who are loyal to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is more powerful than anything that Satan redeemed forces can ever bring against us. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through hell. We are. But I'm confident in our ability to stand up. And what I'm saying is Christians to stand up, real Christians, not the soy boys that make up the millennials who live in mommy's basement. We can't count on them for anything. And our army will be multidimensional. And it will be a physical army, I believe. I believe it will be in support of the troops that are supporting Trump. And I do believe also, too, this will be a spiritual army. And, and I think people are going to be shocked by the latter. Because what people aren't seeing, Daniel, I, I was sitting in a, I'll just tell it this way. Um, it was, gosh, a year ago, year and a half ago, I was sitting in a church in Scottsdale, Arizona, 
and a pastor said, we don't see the spiritual realm very often, but it's here and it's now going to predominate. And soon you won't be able to separate the spiritual realm from the physical realm. This is before all this started. Truer words were never spoken. And this is the step that humanity is about ready to take. Well, I, you know, I would agree with you in that um, when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, there is nothing more important than that. Not, not our republic, not our liberty, not even our own families. The, our relationship with God will see us through anything. It, and having a proper relationship with God will protect your family if you as an individual have one. Um, there is nothing that is coming our way that he cannot deal with in our own individual lives. And yes, he makes us powerful. Um, the, the word says that in the last days, his people will do exploits, right? We will do amazing things. And we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. But at the same time, um, we have the blood of 55 million babies on our hands, our country, you and me. And I have never aborted a single baby, nor do I support such a thing. But I think it was Billy Graham's wife that once said, if God doesn't judge America for the abortions that have occurred, then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Folks, I don't know if uh, the war itself is judgment or what comes after is judgment. All I know is, I, as I wrote in Midnight Strikes, judgment is here. So I don't, this is why I don't want to get caught up in, I, I don't mean to say it like this, caught up in defending liberty. Yes, take a stand. Do what you can, right? But politics and... Um, our, our political uh, persuasion is not the be-all and end-all. I think what you just said, Dave, the supernatural realm is something I've been writing about uh, for years and talking about for years. People don't understand. I did a, a series, um, a radio show that I had a few years ago. Um, the show was, um, I don't even remember what the name of my own show was. Uh, anyway, but I, I did a series on uh, the thinning veil or the tearing veil, something like that. And I had a, a series of guests on, and I was talking about how the supernatural realm, this was back in the you know, uh, late 10s, early 20s, uh, how the supernatural realm was beginning to uh, uh, pierce our own uh, reality. And uh, what I think you just said is, is right on because what I think we are seeing is that supernatural realm begin to invade this 3D reality. And as a consequence, you see, well, all the lawlessness, you see the spirit of lawlessness raising up in the world. You see this, uh, this madness. Uh, there are weird reports of all kinds of things, sightings of weird things. They don't see, it's only going to get crazier. The point is that what you are seeing is the breaking down 
of that barrier between the supernatural and the natural. A barrier that was never meant to break down. They are doing it on purpose. The point is that, you know, this is what I mean about the distraction. Yes, do what we can to stand up for the Republic, but at the same time, understand that life, your life and my life, is supernatural in nature, regardless of whether or not we accept the Lord uh, Jesus as our Savior. We are supernatural beings. Someone once said this. We are supernatural beings having a natural experience. Mm -hmm. At the end of the age, the supernatural is coming alive, and we can't lose sight of that. Yeah, I I totally see it. We're going to have our own version of Ghostbusters, the movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, that's a good point. I mean, I think that thing probably set us up mentally for stuff. It's not going to be like that, obviously, but... uh, when we begin to say, you know, there are all kinds of reports of uh, exorcisms are on the rise. You read this all the time in the news. Exorcisms are on the rise. Unfortunately, you know, they have Catholic priests doing exorcisms. Uh, but, you know, I, I've um, uh, been involved in deliverance once or twice myself with people, and it's scary. I mean, it is scary. I, I, was, at, uh, I was stationed in England when Billy Graham came to, uh, I'll never forget this, uh, when he came to uh, Wembley Stadium, the or- original Wembley Stadium. And uh, I had volunteered, my wife and I volunteered as uh, a helper there, counselor, that kind of thing. Um, it was an amazing sight. Billy Graham, simple man, his simple message. You know, you, you listen to peach, uh, preachers and pastors today, teachers, a lot of them are dramatic and they're user-friendly and all this other stuff, and uh, Billy Graham's message was just downright simple. And I'm not even a Baptist, you know? but it, you know, it was very compelling, uh, but not flashy in the very least. And when he gave the altar call, it was like a sea of humanity rolling out because the stadium was packed, rolling out of the stadium onto the field for people to get saved. And that was our cue when he gave the the, the altar call to go down and, and uh, take our positions and and um, help. But Dave, I remember standing there and watching. This is England, and, and you know this is England back in the 80s. Um, there's a lot of demonic uh, activity in England. They you talk about witches and druids and uh, you know stuff like that. They are they they were into it. They are into it. Uh, and it's serious business over there. There were demons manifesting on Wembley Field when I was there. Really? And yeah, there were people that were like going berserk, and and it was amazing because you know people would lay hands on them, the workers would lay hands on them, and they would stop, or they'd get delivered, or they'd take them someplace else to finish out. But this is my point that that was that was 30 years ago, 35 years ago. What we are seeing now is the infestation, and I don't mean to scare the audience, the infestation of evil, the infestation of demons and fallen angels. And we need to be prepared to deal with it on that supernatural level. This is why I say we can't get distracted you know, by the, the everyday occurrences that are going on, such as the ripping off of our freedoms. Uh, but 
at the same time, you don't want to have your head in the clouds. And, you know, it's the old saying, you know, uh, so heavenly minded, minded, no earthly good. We don't want to be that guy either. Uh, but we have to have our eye on the supernatural. And what I think you're seeing is the breakout of evil. At You know what? God doesn't do halfway measures with his people, right? His real people, not just people that wear a badge and say they're a Christian, right? <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are on their face. They're living a life of repentance that that uh, have, have uh, not only call on the Lord, um, to be their savior, but they live this life. They walk this path uh, of him as Messiah in their life, as savior in their life. Now, the problem is that the, those that understand the supernatural and those that, that are willing to lay down everything for him, those are few and far between. That is what we call the remnant. Now, in these days, we will need such a close relationship with the Lord that we can hear his voice that says to go to the right or to the left, to stand here, to defend here, to run, to yeah. uh, help, to back away. We need to know his voice. And if you don't know, if you don't know his voice in a time of relative peace, how are you going to know his voice in chaos? That's a great point. You don't. But that's why the rehearsal and the practice needs to start now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not too and late. And people say, well, I've been bad and I've backslidden or I've never embraced Jesus. It's not too late. There's it is no time like the present. Never too late. And you're right. Today is the, the Bible says that today is the day of your salvation. Yes. If you If you don't know the Lord. And you're sitting there going, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, you know, I don't. He has been waiting for you your whole life. Jesus has been waiting for you your whole life. Isn't that time? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> wow. It's, it's an incredible, incredible revelation. Uh, they say in China, you know, of course, uh, with crisis comes opportunity. And uh, we're certainly seeing that come to bear today because it's not going to be fun to live through what we're going through. Our lives have changed forever. There is no new normal. There is the new abnormal. But I will say this. This is a great opportunity to win souls for Christ. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's amazing how he's winning souls for himself. It's amazing how people just waking up to him. And and uh, his word, uh, you know, we those of us that know him have uh, a responsibility to tell people about him. But the Holy Spirit, <laughs> he's probably the best. He well, not probably he is. He's the best teacher around. And it's amazing how people are just waking up to him. This is what I mean about living in a, a supernatural time. So, yes, I mean. We are going to see uh, great hardship. We are going to see craziness and sadness. But at the same time, this is the most supernatural time in history, both good and bad. And so if we fixate on the ugly, then we could get depressed. If we try to fixate, fixate if we try to fixate on the word and uh, the Lord 
and those things that he is doing through his people, that is exciting. That that is exciting. Because as I said, the word says that in the, at the end of the age that we will do exploits. You know, you read that whole thing in Joel where, you know, he pours out his spirit on all mankind and his people rise up. And yes, you know, uh, the enemy is the enemy. The enemy will do whatever he does. But if we love our life uh, and uh, value it more than anything else, we will lose it. But if we don't, then we have a chance to not only prevail in this life, but uh, in the life to come. So, uh, audience, I you know I don't know if it's what you wanted to hear today. <laughs> it's what I felt like you needed to, needed hear, to hear today. Yeah. Uh, As the Rolling Stones said, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. <laughs> That's right. You're about my age, so you would know that. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, 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 listen, um, I don't embrace their lifestyle, but I think the message of that song is very appropriate. Um, you know, I was I was thinking about something uh, today. I caught, a, I caught a glimpse of, okay, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I like rock and roll. Uh, I don't listen to it very often because it's, you know, it can get dark, right? But I heard a song that I uh, used to know, uh, and I hadn't heard it for a long time. It was by the group... The, the alternative rock group Rage uh, Against the Machine. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And uh, this name of the song, I forgot the name of the song. It just slipped my mind. But there's a, 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 there's a, a, a lyric out of that, and it says, they use force to make you do what the deciders want you to do. <laughs> they were raging against the machine. It, it's funny, Dave, but the you know being products of the 60s and 70s uh, which was a rebellious generation i'll give you that uh but you know the 90s generation wasn't any different uh those deciders are now the democrats and the globalists right the people that were raging are now in control the the thing that strikes me and i needed to mention this is you know statistics say that it only takes 10% of a society to steer that society in a certain direction. You know, back when uh, Obama became president and before him, the Clintons, um, there were probably only, you know, six or 7% of people in the United States that were gay, right? And I'm not here to rag on gay people, that's not what I'm doing. My point is that that small minority of people steered this country to where we now accept gay marriage, uh, and there's this whole LGBT uh, agenda. So what you are seeing now is a small minority of Marxist-minded, and I would say socialist, but it's worse than that, people trying to steer this country into Marxism and uh, we can't let them be successful we just can't this is what I mean about taking a stand when you need to take a stand uh, we just can't let that happen because if that happens the republic is gone it might already be gone to be honest with you but if that happens then um, there's no going back so we need to persevere with uh, the court cases and what's going on with Trump. We do need to stand by 
uh, not necessarily for Trump, but stand for liberty, stand against evil. And in doing so, we side with Trump because he is right in this situation. So, audience, I hope that uh, regardless of what happens, that more than anything else, that you will walk with Jesus, that you will get to know him in a real way if you don't know him, and that if you do know him, that your relationship with him will be become so close and that you will uh, know his voice, know that whisper when he tells you to go to the right or to the left because the days that we are entering into are days of peril, but he is able to uh, carry us through this day regardless of what the future brings. Well, that's it's very, very profound. I think the Lord's going to whisper right now, stay to the right because the left are made up of people you don't want to be like. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, I, I'm actually writing an article right now on this, um, the breakup of America. And there's one um, alternative path that I have not mentioned here in our course of our interview that I think is possible, but not likely. We could stop short of a civil war in the immediate future if America was to break up. You know, the forces line up and then the leaders of both sides go, wait, wait, let's solve it this way and break up America. And you bring in the UN and you've seen those maps of the 10 regions under Nixon, you know, something yeah. like that. I actually uh, did a, my own analysis of this. Most of the landmass would be um, conservative but you'd have blue dots in there of about 18 Democratic uh, strongholds. And the only <clears throat> contiguous land masses they would have would be California, Oregon, and Washington, and uh, then New England. And, and that's it. So I don't know how you divide that. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. Daniel, we're out of time. This has been fascinating, and I think we've given people food for thought to consider where they're at with their own spirituality, not sitting in judgment, of course, but I'm just saying it's good sometimes to be spurred, to be reflective. Uh, but I want to know how people can follow your good work. Well, uh, DanielHoldings.com, uh, whatever I write is on there. And uh, I've written a lot of articles lately, but uh, uh, you can get it. Uh, my latest book, Midnight Strikes, there. Uh, uh, you can get it on Steve Quayle's website as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, anytime you show up, I appreciate the visit. Okay, that's great. Well, Daniel, we got to do this more often. This has uh, been enlightening for me. I've enjoyed talking with you on these topics, and uh, we're up against it, so we've got a bit to do. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate Take care. it.